guys, it's She Sheds Real Light with Crystal Fry and Susan Price. And today's episode is He Doesn't Wait for Perfection. So I remember walking through the doors of church long ago. Seems like long ago anyway. It's about four years ago. And it was the first time that I actually got to meet Crystal. And she was starting a new ministry in the church. And it was called 341. And it's still going on to this day. And we will be celebrating four years this year. so crazy to think about. It is. It's so crazy. Um, And I remember that night they were up on stage and they were each telling a little bit. I guess kind of was more like a background of like who they were, what they had been through. Um, and just kind of how the ministry got started. But when it got to her turn, she told about like her life, what she had been through. And we've shared some of this before, I believe, and I'm not going to tell you everything. But as she was sharing, I remember sitting there and I've shared this too. It was a really, really low point in my life. So I was already struggling. Um, so she had shared a lot of stuff and it was a lot of stuff that I related to with things that I'd been through in my past. But I remember like being at a place where I was like, Lord, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know where you want me. I don't know where I'm supposed to go, what I'm supposed to do. We were like in a season of transitioning between like it was jobs, it was churches. Um, It was just a lot of things in life, friendships, like so many different things. Um, It was also a season like I had some friends, but it was all I was praying like, God, please send me good Christian women, um, like faithful women and friendships, people that I can rely on, people that can, you know, build me up, encourage me, but I can also do the same thing for. Um, But that night while she was sitting there and she was talking about, you know, her relationship with God, but also her past, it, it like hit me hard. And I was like, wow, like somebody has been through this much stuff and someone who has made mistakes and, and the wrong choices and fallen off track, you know, but yet God has them on stage right now and using them to speak and share the word of God and to speak to women, which is something that had already been deep rooted in my heart that I'd wanted to do previously in the church that we were at. Um, but I just didn't really know what that looked like. And it, it didn't, it never really worked out there. Um, and so it gave me like hope and I was like really excited. And I remember thinking like, okay, okay. So God can use people who have a messy path. Yeah. Path. <laughs> Path. Hey, it was a messy path, girl. Hey, I was yes. walking all crazy down a path. <laughs> God can use people who've been down a messy path, but God can use people with a messy past. Um, and God can use people in the midst of their trials and their troubles. And, you know, no matter how far gone they may be, or even people who didn't know him, you know, yeah. previously, but now they do know him. And even, you know, maybe they're not where they're supposed to be, but they're on the way there. He can still use them despite their circumstances. Girl, when you're sitting there talking about that, first of all, I cannot believe it's been four years. And I'm so blessed that you actually were there at the beginning to kind of like see, I mean, because Susan helps now, to see like how far the ministry's come just from what it has been. But I can't even explain to you how nervous I was to get on that stage to talk about my story because I still get very nervous anytime that I speak about God or about scripture, about anything, because I... I take it very seriously to the point of like, I, I want to teach people the right thing. I want to be a vessel in the right way. And I want to know what I'm speaking about. And I want it to be a, God, a, a word sent from God. But, you know, getting up there and like showing your imperfections. It, yes, it does open doors for people to be like, you know, yeah, me too. 
But it's scary because I remember thinking, like, who in the world is actually going to, like, listen to this or be involved in this? Like, you know, it just, it, it's scary to know that God does use your imperfections. But one of the stories that I thought about, too, whenever we were thinking about this imperfect stuff was I used to, I used to make signs. And in my, when I used to make signs, I would get so frustrated because when I would make them, everything on it would not look perfect, you know? And so I would like erase it and redo it all the time. And my husband would always be like, Crystal, like it's not going to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I was like, yes, it does. Like someone's (laughs) buying this. Like it has to be perfect. But you know, God erases our sin, but he doesn't get rid of our testimony to use us. And the imperfections is what witnesses to others. So like those imperfections and those cracks and those crannies and everything, that's what God uses to witness to others. You know, we weren't made to be perfect, but we were made to be perfectly imperfect. Mm -hmm. I love what you said about how God erases our sin, but he doesn't erase our testimony. And how true is that? Because so many times I think that when we use our testimony or we have our testimony, we want him to erase our testimony because it's a part of our past and we want to forget it instead of reminding ourselves or remembering that while our testimony is a part of who we are, um, the pain that we've been through, we like to forget about it. But also, it, if we allow God to use that in our lives and work on us, it can make us so much stronger. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a representation of, like, to other people of, like, we have the option to choose to let God work on us and in our hearts and to help other people who are in similar situations to help walk through you know, difficult circumstances that they may be going through. And, you know, so often, like what you were saying with with your signs, like things, you know, I'm the same way, perfectionist, trying to make things the way that I want them to be. And when it's not right, I have to fix it. I have the worst handwriting and it drives me crazy. And I try... really isn't that bad. Like you always say, you write it, you have neater handwriting. But your handwriting, people cannot even read mine. Crental. 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 <laughs> Crental. The first retreat we went on, I was like, what does this say? It, her, like, her, what was it? S's look like N's. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, my handwriting, I don't know. I've just always thought, I don't know. But so, like, I'm very perfectionist too. But so, like, what if we, instead of striving to be perfectionist, what if we strive to be more Christ like? Mm-hmm. You know, because so often we get wrapped up in being perfectionist. But, you know, what he's called us to do is be more Christ like. And we, we get so caught up in the wrong things in life. Like, yeah. we really do. We get sidetracked with the wrong things. We lose sight of what it is that God's calling us to do. And so often in life, we get stuck on on the idea that like God can't use us when we are working on ourselves or when he's working on us or God can't use us because we're not good enough yet or we're not saved enough yet or we're not perfect enough yet but the truth is is like we're never going to be perfect we're never going to be quote unquote good enough we, you know the, the thing about it is is like God's timing is perfect so if it's in the nail that he wants to use us, then that timing is the perfect time. Because when he's yeah. ready to use us, he's going to use us. We just have to allow him to do that. Well, what came to me as you were just talking and how you were talking about your handwriting and how you always didn't like it. And I'm sitting there going, there's nothing wrong with it. Whatever. There's so many things in our own lives that we look at and we're like, it's so imperfect. It's not right. It's not good enough. It's not this. It's not that. But in reality, 
other people don't see that. And what we think is imperfect, other people are looking at as it being beautiful to them. And we don't ever know that because that is our way, like, of witnessing and them realizing, like, you know what, um... I may not be this either, but they look at you as being just beautiful in the sight of God. And it's like each person, each person in the Bible, you know, wasn't as imperfect as we are. And Jesus, blameless, sinless, perfect, walked to show us how to respond, act, love, how to deal with life. You know, we we have a representation of what perfect look like. And if God wanted us to be perfect... We would be perfect. But the reality is, is what is inside of us, those imperfections that are inside of us, is is what other people see as a blessing and can it can be used to witness to other people. And also, you know, we're we're striving for us to have a heart after God. That's right. And we have to have a pure, righteous heart. That's what we're striving for. And God is not looking for us to be perfect in that. God is just looking for us to see that we we are trying to be more like Him and mm-hmm. less like us. We're never going to be perfect. But our goal is to be more like Him and less like us. That's right. And as long as that's what our mindsets are on and that's what our hearts are chasing after, yeah. that's He knows our hearts. Like As long as He knows what our hearts are, it doesn't matter who else knows our hearts. As long as He knows our hearts and our mindset and where we're at, that's what matters most. And yeah. so it doesn't matter if other people on the outside are looking at us and they walk in let's say in the crystal situation and they may know her past because I'll be honest with you when I walked in that church I saw people from my past and I was like oh my goodness they're gonna wonder why is someone like her in here they're gonna be like oh I know what she's done why is she here or, crazy you know like this thing. Yeah, yeah which most of the time is the enemy but honestly I was like oh no I can't I can't yeah. be in here like I went into a moment of panic honestly because I'm like they're judging me they're wondering why I'm here and they're probably thinking although they probably weren't and honestly I had one girl come up to me and say I just want you to know I'm glad you're here mm-hmm. I can't remember word for word what she said but she said I'm glad you're here and I just want you to know that I don't, I mean, it may even be along the lines of like, I don't judge you from anything from your past. And I just want you to know that you're welcome here or something Mm -hmm. to the effect of that. And I felt so much relief in that moment. It was like God sent her specifically to say that. And I needed that in that moment because I was struggling. So what I wanted to say was like, it doesn't matter what other people on the outside may be thinking of you. That because they know your past or they may know where you once were long as God knows your heart that's what matters and so as long as you're doing better and you're striving yeah. every day to live for the Lord and doing the best that you can and you're repenting of the sins and you're turning from it and you're walking away from it that's what matters most and you know I think that sometimes we get caught up in the opinions of other people more than what we should and you know as long as he knows our hearts and he sees what we're trying mm-hmm. to do yeah that's what matters and it's not the perfection um ecclesiastes 11 4 says farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant if they watch every cloud they never harvest i feel like it's the same for us in life like if we wait for that perfect weather we're never going to harvest so if we just sit back and we wait for the perfect moment or we wait for perfection for ourselves we're going to lose it. We're going to miss our chance in life. We're not going to get the opportunity and he's going to skip yeah. right over it. Skip right over yeah. it. You know what I mean? And we're going to miss out on something that could have been so beautiful. We're going to miss out on so many opportunities and he's going to pick somebody else. I was, I was literally just thinking before you even shared that I was going, we, 
end up missing out on so much when we think that we have to be perfect and God can't use the parts of us that are not. We miss out on so many opportunities because we're waiting for that perfection and that perfection's never going to happen. And I, and I think of, you know, you talking about how you were just so nervous because these people knew your past and that you're like, why am I here and stuff like that? Same thing with me, you know, and I think, gosh, well, what what if I would have just sat in that and been like, well, God can't use me in that way because people are going to go, guess what? Who cares what people think and who cares what people are going to say? Because truthfully now, look at look at the, the ministry as it is and the way that I'm able to help people through that. And that excites me. And that's what my goal is, you right. know, and so I'm sitting there going, you know, I still have to fight those feelings, but the reality of it is if I sit in those imperfections and say, you know, those imperfections are never going to be able to be used, then I'm not going to be able to pursue after what God wants me to and what God can use me for. And that's the same thing with you. If you sit in those imperfections, then you're going to sit there and it's it's just going to waste you away, really. That's exactly right. And then I don't want to miss that opportunity. I don't want to waste my life away because I'm sitting in the imperfection Mm -hmm. and focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, that's not what I want to do. I wanted to share this with y'all because it was something I had come across when we were looking up different things, you know, on this specific topic. And it's called God's Broken Soldiers. It says, Abraham was old. Elijah was suicidal. Joseph was abused. Job went bankrupt. Moses had a speech problem. Gideon was afraid. Samson was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Samaritan woman was divorced. Noah was a drunk. Jeremiah was young. Jacob was a cheater. David was a murderer. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Peter denied Christ three times. Martha worried about everything. Zacchaeus was small and money hungry. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Paul, a Pharisee who persecuted Christians before becoming one. And it says Romans 8, 28. And we all know, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And and how true is that? There's so many stories in scripture that we can read about. And, and a lot of these, I think, are very familiar stories that we know. But God used each and every one of these people despite their past, despite what they've been through. And we've shared a lot of these stories, too. And and I think the one that still sticks out to me the most to to this day is Rahab and the story of her. Just because, you know, a prostitute woman and yet God still found a way to use her. Uh It's just so crazy to me that, you know, in life, God can still use these people but they also let him use him. You know yeah. what I mean? Despite what they had been through. It's funny because I had the same thing. You I did not. Like, <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? I'm not even joking. I had I'm the same sorry. Thing. I didn't spell it. <laughs> oh, it looks different. It looks different, but it was the same thing. But the scripture that I wanted to say was 2 Corinthians 12, 9, which I love that scripture. It's one of my favorite scriptures because it talks about my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Mm-hmm. And in all these areas of their life, this is when they were weak. And in all in my perfections and all of your imperfections, this is where we are weak. But his power is made perfect in our weakness. That's where he can work the best because that's those little pieces that he can show other people like, hey, I'm here in this. Right. So that is one of those things that we need to remember but you know what I was thinking as I was reading the same thing okay here we go guys which one of those things are you holding on to thinking God can't use me because of this are you the cheater are you the 
temp, temp, do you have a temper? Have you had an affair? Have you been drunk? Have you ran from God? Are you a murderer? Are you insecure? Do you gossip? Are you a warrior? Are you a doubter? Are you impatient? Are you moody? Do you have a stutter? Are you short? Are you old? Are you dead? Like which one of these things is your thing? And it yeah. might be something else, but which you point out and figure out what is that thing that is keeping you from thinking God can't use me because I am imperfect in this way? Right. Um, and you know what? Look at that thing and figure out why you think that God can't use you in that way. You know, I was a divorcee. I had a temper at once. I definitely ran from God pretty much my whole entire life until I got older. You know, like all of those things. Yeah. But if I allowed to, if I allowed myself to sit in that and think, okay, these are my imperfections. People are going to look at me and they're going to be like, no, you can't do that. I wouldn't be sitting right here. I wouldn't be able to witness about how good God has been in my life. How in even in those, even in the divorce, even in my temper, even in the times that I've ran from God, how he has showed up over and over and over again and what he continues to do inside of me as I'm trying to pursue a righteous heart running after him now. And I look back and I'm so grateful for that because that is my testimony and that's how he is using me. He's using those imperfections and my imperfections now because surely I am not perfect. But he's using all of those things to really witness to others, to bring others to Christ, and more importantly, to share the gospel. That's right. Well, and it encourages others when you share it because if you had not shared that and I had not been there that night, it wouldn't have occurred. I wouldn't have been encouraged yeah. and I wouldn't have been given that hope of, wow, like I can do this too. Not necessarily like standing on a stage sharing a testimony, right. but it gave me hope to know that, okay, I can be used. God can use me to speak to other women, whatever that may look like. It may be just in general in conversation, but God can use me despite my past, which was very similar to yours where, you know, I went through teenage pregnancy and I also ran from God and I spent many, many, many times, you know, drinking and, and being drunk and numbing the pain and running from God all the time because I didn't want to face him because it was easier just to run away yeah. from instead of dealing with it, you know, and, you know, there's plenty more. The list goes on. And so for my own self, you know, I too was divorced once and remarried now. But I mean, there's so many situations that I faced in my own life too. But had I not gone through those things, I wouldn't have the opportunity to have that testimony to yeah. help other people. And day after day, there's always something that adds to our testimony. It may be small. It may be big. I don't know. But you know, there's always something that we can learn each day to help other people. Mm -hmm. And when we share that, whether it be in passing, whether it be in a small conversation or it be in a big room full of people, whatever that may look like, but you offer hope to somebody else because when you share that with other people, it gives them the opportunity to know that, wow, God can use me despite my imperfections. God can use me despite what I've been through, despite what I've done. He loves me. Mm -hmm. And I am worthy. I, you know, like I can be, I can be broken, but yet he can still use me. He still loves me. He still wants me to do great things for his kingdom. Yeah. I picture us when we look into a mirror, when we look into a mirror, a lot of times we see all of those things. We see like 
brokenness. We see all of our imperfections, our beauty flaws. We see our past flaws. We see all of those things when we stare into a mirror sometimes. And the reality is, is when Jesus lives inside of us, we should be looking into that mirror and seeing him. And if we're looking into that mirror and seeing him, we're not seeing any of that mess because he's wiped it all clean and he doesn't see that. He sees what he can use for his glory and our good. And so it's kind of, I mean, honestly, it's a reminder to me that when I look into the mirror, I should see him in me. I should not see me and all my mess and all my mishaps and all my, you know, struggles, whatever. I am grateful for them and those can be used and I should glorify him because he's the one that has brought me through it. But I should truly see him and who he has made me in him. Mm -hmm. And that's why I take all of that other stuff and I I rid away with it, but use it as my testimony to be a witness. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm working on that myself too, because so often we do look in the mirror and we see ourselves for what the eye can see, but not, you know, who God has made us and not, you know, through the eyes of God. And uh, that's so important that that's something that we strive to work harder on and to really just be more Christ-like too and to just stop being or stop trying to be so perfect but to be more Christ-like, to love others like Christ loves others, to love ourselves like Christ loves us and to just work towards that each and every day. And so we hope, you know, that this has spoke something to you. Really be thinking about, you know, which one, which category applies most to you in your life, where you're at right now, and how you can start working on that. So hopefully that, that you know, this speaks something to you where you can start working and trying to reach you know, a goal of some yeah. sort. Just remember, you have been made. You have been made perfect in His image. Um, we love you guys. We we are so thankful for you. Make sure you check out www.sheshedsreallight, and we'll talk to you next week. Yep, talk to you next week. Bye, Bye. guys.